Teresa Rowe. To find out more about Shape by Faith and Teresa Rowe, please visit shapebyfaith.com or visit the YouTube channel, Facebook, or Instagram. And now, here is Teresa Rowe. Welcome to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. My guest today is Cindy Jean. She has a heart for broken women and children. She spent five years with a local faith-based rehab where she was the women's director. She loves jail ministry and celebrate recovery. Cindy is a full-time executive director at Fresh Start for Women and is also their co-founder. She is married to Shane Jean, who fully supports her efforts. Cindy has three grown children of her own, as well as three grandchildren who are the joy of her heart. And I totally get that, Cindy. Welcome to Shape by Faith. Thank you, Teresa. And you're welcome. And it is so, isn't it just such a blessing just to know that your husband fully supports what you do and I feel the same way with my husband my husband Robin fully supports everything that I do and we are just both blessed we're both blessed in that way and with our grandchildren um so I wanted to ask you um you were the manager at France Building Services for many years right yes okay so why did you decide to leave your full-time career with them and transition uh, full-time to serve the women at Fresh Start? Yeah, so um, my career at France Building Service escalated from what was called an area manager, which meant I was mobile, um, to being the branch manager there. And so over the last, probably from 2019 on up until a couple months ago, I was the branch manager, which... You know, I stepped into that role. It was a, it was a lot more work. It was a lot harder for me, and I loved uh, doing both. But when when I was an area manager, I was mobile and I was more able to pop in and out at Fresh Start. So um, it got to be a little difficult the last two years to manage Fresh Start and my business at the mm-hmm. same time, and then manage a household. And I really felt the call of the Lord on my life to step away from that. And I knew, you know. My, my career had to do with cleaning. So obviously when COVID hit, it was just completely, I was overtaken and I didn't have the time that I needed to put into Fresh Start that I wanted to. And so I tried hiring people and just didn't seem to work out. It seemed like it was the Lord calling me to do it and me to be the one mm-hmm. that sacrificed, you know, and I, I had quite a great income and I loved working for France, um, loved the people. It was a Christian family owned business and it was great for me for the season that I was there. But I really felt like the Lord was calling me to move and it took me, it took me a while mm-hmm. to make that decision, you know, financially. That Absolutely. was tough. Yes. And, and those, you know, it's never easy. Transition is not easy, but you know, as well as I know that when you feel that call from the Lord to be obedient, um, just to be obedient because he provides regardless and he is providing for you. Um, I would love for our listeners, if they don't already know, um, if you could give us your background and your experience working with women before you stepped into Fresh Start. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, I was an, I was addicted myself for 24 years. Um, I went to my first rehab when I was 18 and I, um, finally got my life together when I was 41 years old, um, when I gave my life to the Lord. And that's when change really started. I had been to many 
you know, self-help programs, jail, institutions, rehabilitation, and, you know, nothing ever was lasting for me until 2008 when I fully surrendered my life to the Lord, and I was suicidal at that point. I had two kids still at home, and, you know, I just really... um I didn't have anything else left to live for. My husband at the time had committed suicide in front of me and I just was a broken, traumatized mess. And so I, when I gave my life to the Lord, I was alone in the house and my radio at home got stuck on Caleb that night and I couldn't sleep without noise because I was, you know, just really going through trauma. And so I had to listen to Caleb radio station all night. And so that night I gave my life to the Lord over that. And, um, um, and I went in and I said, if you're real, just show yourself to me. And so I went to work the next day. I was a car salesman at the time and a young lady that worked in the service department. As soon as I walked in said, ma'am, I need to ask you something. And her voice was shaking and she was just so glowy and beautiful. And I was a real mess. And she said, um, the Lord told me to invite you to church. And I was like, what? <laughs> I knew at that point that God was real. So then I went to church with her that night, you know, about saved and, um, it went on from there and I found celebrate recovery and that's how everything started. So a couple of years after I gave my life to the Lord, um, there was a faith based rehab that opened, um, in Owensboro. I was very interested in because when I gave my life to the Lord, I just said, Lord, I want to die. So if you, if you want my life, you can have it, whatever's left of it to do with what you will, because I don't have anything, any hope, nothing to live for. And so I have lost my children, didn't have a relationship with them. I've lost my home uh, to foreclosure and I shouldn't have anything left. It didn't have any family, anything. And so I pretty much surrendered my whole life to the Lord because I didn't have anything left, nothing to lose. And so when the Lord called me into ministry, when I went to work for the faith-based rehab, at that point, I left a $50,000 a year job to make like $875 a month and, and lose my company car. So oh, wow. it, it was it was a sacrifice I was willing to do, and I was actually excited about it. And I really didn't care about the money. Like now I didn't know how I was going to live at that point on, you know, $875 a month. But I knew that God would provide in it, in that season of my life. I really learned, you know, to depend on the hand of God for my um, survival in every area. And he restored my relationship with my children, you know, the money and so forth. And, you know, I worked at that faith-based rehab for like five years in that time. I became a leader at Celebrate Recovery. Um, I did jail ministry, um, and I just really loved serving the Lord. And then came a season where I felt like the Lord, after five years, was calling me out of that place. And I was kind of upset because I believe that I put my identity in the ministry instead of in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he needed to move me out of there for a season to show me that it was him I was serving, not, you know, the agency or whatever. And so, um, he took me out of there for a few years, which I was in a new marriage. I got married my last year at this faith-based rehab. I, I, I remarried to, um, to Shane and it was just a wonderful time in my life when the Lord was really blessing me. And now I can look back and see that he was just giving me a season to learn how to be a wife and a mother and a grandmother. But at the time I felt like, you know, I didn't understand. And so I'm really thankful for the time that I had there and for the leadership that was over me to teach me, you know, what I needed to learn. Absolutely. So, yeah. 
You know, you you had to absolutely have ears to hear the Lord because as I'm listening to your story, Cindy, I'm hearing you say you heard the Lord say this and you did it. You heard the Lord say this or you felt like the Lord was calling you out and you didn't second guess it. You did it. Um, now, you might not have wanted to do that, but you did it. <laughs> and, and, and another thing um, you know, the word says when we are be obedient to God, he pours out his blessings on us. And I also hear that in your story, that God restored everything because you went through some really challenging, horrific times in your life. And God healed those places and he restored. And you have a God-fearing husband and a beautiful family. And you're just like, wow, look what God has done. And anyone that knows you um, can see that. They can see the glory of the Lord shining through you. And, and, and that's just such a, it's such a bonus, you know. It's not that we're, we're obedient to get those things. But that's what, because God loves us so much, because we're his children. Um, I, w- I want to talk about, um, you know, when, when God gave you that vision to fresh start, we only have like a minute. So I want to wait on that. Um, so let's go ahead and let's take a quick break right here, because I really want you to get into the story of how God gave you that vision and how fresh start um, began. So let's let's take a break right here, everyone. We will be right back with more Shape by Faith. Stay stay tuned. Welcome back to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. Cindy Jean is my guest today. She's a full-time executive director at Fresh Start for Women, and she's also their co-founder. She's married to Shane Jean, who fully supports her efforts. She has three grown children of her own, as well as three adorable Precious grandchildren who are the joy of her heart. Cindy, now I would love to hear all about, you know, the, the vision that God gave you to launch Fresh Start and, and how did that all occur? So gosh, I'll try to make this as short as I can because it's kind of detailed. But over the years when I was at the faith-based rehab, I just really kept seeing the need for transitional housing and it seems like the women would you know, get out of rehab and then they would, they would go into the world and it was so overwhelming for them that, you know, even though the Lord was changing them, they made bad decisions, which eventually either caused them to stumble, stumble or be less than what God intended for them. You know, many times they would lean on an unhealthy relationship with family or, you know, a partner in order to financially be able to do what they did. And so for years, my co-founders, Francis Briner and Carol Adkins and myself, we just prayed doing jail ministry that the Lord would, you know, just to give us this. And so in 2015 is when, um, you know, I was driving back from Bowling Green working for France and I had some buildings that I oversaw there and I was on the parkway and I just felt like the the Lord started speaking to me and I know that sounds a little goofy to some people, but the way that I knew it was the Lord, it was just like, um, first of all, uh, it wasn't something I wanted to do when I already had a new career and a job, you know, <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> so it's a good one. If you know that it's not something you really want to do, but you want to see it happen. So what I thought I wanted to do is take this idea, which is what I did. And I, and I pulled over the side of the road and I wrote about four pages of what I felt like, 
it's like thoughts were just flowing uncontrollably to the point where I had to write it down because I knew those weren't my thoughts. So I pulled over and just wrote them all down. And I called, you know, my prayer partners and I said, can you meet me at my office on Saturday? I think the Lord's given me this vision because they kept saying, we have to do something. We have to do this. And I'm like, we can't do anything until God says what we need to do. That's I'm not good. getting ready to step out ahead of the Lord because and fall on my face. I don't want that. And even though I really wanted this to happen, I didn't know what it was going to look like. Though we had spent three years traveling around and looking at things in our state and other states and how people did it. And we had really prayed into it, but God didn't really like push the button until 2015. And when that happened, you know, I was in the midst of this new career. And so I was just like, okay, Francis, you're going to retire soon. And Carol, you work part-time. This is what you guys are going to do. And, you know, and they did as much as they could, but they weren't the ones that God called to run in the front. And so, you know, me eventually having to quit my job was the result of that when I thought I was just giving them a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that you pulled over on the parkway. You heard the Lord. Um, You know, God does that, doesn't he? He he speaks to us. And you had to get the green light, though. You know, just like you said, you were praying into it. That's so important that we pray about about whatever it is that we we feel God is leading us to. And then he will bring it about in his time frame. Um, but we have to have that green light from him. We can't jump ahead. And sometimes I've done that so many times it doesn't work out so well. And then sometimes we procrastinate and we don't do it and we think, Oh, it's just my own thought. But I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, that is so good. So that was 2015. Yes. Okay. So like in the beginning, uh, we didn't have any money. We had good thoughts. We had, we had what we felt like was leading and prompting of the Holy Spirit and, but we didn't have any money. So <laughs> a friend of ours had passed away from cancer and her family said, we have all this stuff. Do you want to do a yard sale? So my daughter and I did this yard sale because my, my partners were going to be busy that weekend. And so we made like $425. And we decided to start a bank account and we came under the umbrella of Fresh Start for Life, which is um, a ministry that had been in place since, I don't know, maybe 2008 or so. And so we just kind of partnered kind of with them to use their nonprofit in order to be able to begin. And then after we were with them for about a year or so, um, we were able to call it Fresh Start for Women and get our own nonprofit. But that's how we started. And we put that $425 in the bank and we started talking to people that had kind of been supportive of jail ministry, people we had met all over the city and Within a couple of months, we had like $25,000. And so we couldn't buy an apartment complex, but I felt very clearly that we needed to have an apartment complex that was by itself so that whatever we did, we could kind of protect it. Like we wouldn't be trying to have our girls live this life with their children and be vulnerable and then have, you know, Billy Bob living over here in the apartment complex next door that was tempting them, you know, so... You know, we just, I felt like it was going to be that. And it was a little difficult, but we did find a place that we could just lease in the beginning. And we, we have a mortgage on that place now. It's not paid for, but you know, so in the beginning, it was kind of, um, it was messy to be honest. It was, it was just us 
doing the next right thing and waiting on the Lord to, to give us the direction. And, you know, it was very slow and it was awkward and it was scary. And we, we leased this place and it was just not in good shape. And so then we had to find somebody to do maintenance on it. And so it was messy. And then, you know, the women that we got in the beginning, I didn't feel like I could be doing this new job and handle a bunch. So we had three or four apartments we rented, which didn't really help us because we, at the time, I think that we paid $5,500 a month to lease this building and we're only renting three apartments. And I think back then, I think we, we charged 300 a month for rent. Now we charge 350 because we try to make it affordable for the women to be able to live because they have restitution to pay back child support. Plus they make, they work in low wage jobs and they're trying to feed their children. A lot of them, once you work, you don't, qualify for food stamps. And so it's harder than people in our community really understand. You know, it's like, why don't people just stop doing this? It's not that easy. When you decide to stop, even if the Lord is leading you, it's still very emotional. You're dealing with your trauma. You're fighting your your thoughts that want to overpower you. You're trying to be a mother to kids who you've disappointed over and over again, so they have issues. Then you're trying to pay your bills, and everyone in your past is saying that you're not going to make it. And so it's just really hard. Absolutely. Well, I I was going to ask you, you know, the importance of having transitional housing for women in our community. I mean, it, you're helping them and, and the community and, and everyone, you know, um, the body of believers surrounding them coming together, uh, to help them out. And everyone needs a hand up, you know, they yes. do. We all need that. It doesn't matter, you know, where we are financially or spiritually. We all need that. We all need support and encouragement. What are some of the ways that Fresh Starts helps the women spiritually get, you know, that foundation? So what we do, well, first of all, before we let anybody in and we pray over their applications, we pray with them. I always share my testimony when I'm doing an interview on a woman who wants to come in and I let them know I'm not here asking you these questions because I'm, I'm wanting to judge you or, or see if you qualify. I'm simply asking you so I can know where your starting point is because everyone's different. And this is where my starting point and it was much worse than yours. So that makes them kind of feel, you know, um, connected and understand that they're in the right place. And then we do have um, a Bible study. We have a prayer group. We have discipleship groups, which come to us from a local church. And thank you, Lord, that there are so many churches that are doing so many things. When I got saved in 2008, the only thing we had was like celebrate recovery and stuff for men. And now there's all kinds of things, all kinds of churches and agencies and rehabilitations. It's like this city has just flourished and so many people have stepped out of their comfort zone to be part of the solution. And we're just so grateful for that. But we do, um, we do try to get our women plugged into, you know, local churches. Now I will say this, we, we are not that program or that agency that it tells women that this is what you have to do. Mm-hmm. When they come to us, Teresa, we find out kind of where they're at emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and financially. And then we start there with them. And many times people are not believers. And, you know, like we believe in loving them to Jesus. 
you know, yes. through the love of the Holy Spirit and through the word of God. And so, you know, we believe in all of those things. And, and I've seen so many miraculous things happen in the lives of these women just when the Lord starts working. And we rarely have people, I would say 90% of our women when they leave our believers, when maybe 70% of them are believers when they come. Wow. So, you know, God is moving and he's he really, is. really growing these women. That is awesome. Okay, we're going to take another quick break, and we'll be right back with more Shape by Faith. Everyone stay tuned. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. Cindy, I love um, that you're sharing all about Fresh Start today. People have heard it in this community, but so many people that, you know, will hear it on the blog um, have not heard of it, and maybe they'll be inspired to do something like this in their own community. Um, what's the plan to utilize and connect the women with the various communities agencies in our community? Well, you know, we don't want to recreate the wheel. We're simply trying to connect the women with agencies that are already existing in many of our local churches and, you know, rehabilitations. And there's so many neat programs out there, some in which they will actually come to the community. We call it a fresh start community because it's not just an apartment complex. We now own three houses as well as the apartment. It's all on one block. So it's kind of like a little, you know, community of women just trying to help each other. And the, a lot of the um, support systems will come to the complex to teach in the home. Like we have one agency that kind of helps with families and parenting and they will come to their home and sit down with them and just kind of observe how they interact with their children and just kind of like walk the walk with them. And I think that's really neat. We also really encourage them to better educate themselves. If they don't have a high school diploma, we encourage a GED. Uh, we have many women that have gone through and, and uh, went back to school and are in college, like women that came out of nothing, you know, maybe no one in their family had been to college and now they're, you know, they're doing it. And it's just, it's so impressive to see. Well, and, sounds- and I wanna- Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, just share quickly a couple of success stories. Absolutely. You know, we have, um, I want to say the very, one of our our very first three women that moved in, one is now, um, one is now married and the director for women of another rehab here in town. So she came from a rehab, came to Fresh Start and, you know, uh, went to work at another rehab while she was there. And she's just grown and grown. And it's been amazing to see her. She's on the board of directors of the faith-based rehab I used to work at. She's awesome. And then we have another young lady that was one of our first ladies. And um, she's currently in college. She owns her own home. And she came to us from the Patino shelter. Mm-hmm. You know, she has custody of her, of her child again. And, you know, we, we probably have, I think, I think we counted eight or nine women that have come to Fresh Start, gotten a job. Many of them start at low wage jobs. And then some of them have become, you know, managers in local companies. And we have quite a few of those. And then we have quite a few women who, um, have become part of the solution in recovery of working for recovery facilities. And I'm going to tell you something, Teresa, that makes my heart just sing because them being out there and being part of the solution for women, I'm like, yay, God. <laughs> Absolutely. And it, it sounds like discipleship. You know, it sounds like when, when people are coming alongside of someone, helping them, mentoring them, showing them the way they're just, they're discipling them. 
I mean, that's, that's what it is. And it, it, it's what we're all called to do. You know, we should all be, uh, doing that with someone, you know? Um, so I just want to encourage those listeners out there that God has a great plan for you. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, Cindy, what would you say if someone doesn't know Jesus Christ and they're listening right now? They're listening right now. I just want them to know that there's hope and joy and a new life in Jesus. And all you have to do is just pray and ask him to show you. And crazy things will happen. He just shows up. And he just, you know, like that (laughs) night that I prayed, I didn't, you know, I didn't come from, I didn't come from a, a life of Jesus. I lived the complete opposite. And when I asked him, you know, like if you're real, just show me. He did all the work. I didn't have to do anything. And here I thought all these years I had to clean myself up and then come to Christ. But it wasn't the case. I just no. had to ask him and he led me like Hansel and Gretel with a little breadcrumb trail. <laughs> you know? He always meets us right where we're at. And you're absolutely correct. We don't have to clean ourselves up. God just wants us to come to him like a child would come to the best parent ever in the whole wide world. You know, um, God, here I am. I don't know what to do. I want you in my heart. Please come into my heart. And then, you know, praying that God would show you the way because he will. And, and once you start reading that word and asking God to place people in your path, you know, like Cindy and, and, and other women and other people that love God. I think it's important, Cindy, that just to remind everyone, it's important who we surround ourselves with. Oh my um, goodness. That's you know, so... family is family. And, you know, sometimes there's some controversy in families, but we have a choice to surround ourselves with people who love God and, and, and not that everyone's going to be chipper and all that, but just surround yourself with people who love God, who you can learn from and who also who you can mentor and, you know, feed off of one another and talk to people. We all need that. We need that community. Um, yes. Cindy, before we leave, um, is there anything else you want to bring up? Because I would love for people to know, you know, maybe they're listening. They want to find out more information. Yeah, Yeah. so we have a Facebook page, Fresh Start for Women. You can look that up on Facebook, or we have um, a website, and you can go to www.freshstartforwomenowensboro.org, and then there's lots of information there. Um, We do have an event coming up on July the 9th at Fresh Start. We're located at 1819 West 2nd Street. We'd love you to reach out to us. You can get our number off the website or Facebook page. We'd love to show you around and give you a tour and show you what's happening there. Okay, so July 9th, you have that event. Where's that at? It's at Fresh Start. We're going to have a freedom. Uh, We're going to have fireworks. We're going to have worship by Joe Christian. He's awesome. Oh, yeah. And we're going to have food for sale. Okay. Awesome. Cindy, it's always a pleasure. I always get blessed whenever we get to chat. We don't see each other real often, but I feel like I know you by the spirit of the Lord. I just want to thank you for being a guest on Shape by Faith. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. Absolutely. And thank you for listening, everyone. I'm Teresa Rowe. Have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to Shape by Faith with Teresa Rowe. Remember to visit ShapeByFaith.com to find out more about workouts, the TV show, podcasts, blogs, Shape by Faith products, and much more. From the cabinet doors and more studio, this.